Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. Hey, Ken. Uh, I, I know you had a busy week. Um, Every week has, for me is busy. Yes, of course. Yes, continue. <laughs> I had some follow-up questions mm-hmm. for you. Um, now, I, I did take offense because... Um, well, they say uh, a hit dog hollers, so if you would like to... If you were offended, then I'm sure it was meant for you, but go ahead, continue. Yes. Uh, okay. okay. Uh, Fridays is, you know, is a movie I grew up on. It's one of my favorite yes. movies. Um, Critically acclaimed, yes. So I did yes, take offense. Yes. Several take Oscar offense nominations for that, for my role in that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Disrespecting Faison Love, you know, what was, where did I feel like that came out of left field? What what Mm, was that about? Faison lives a life that demands that he be disrespected. You can't walk around and tell lies. And when the truth walks in the room, you you, you tense up. I mean, the truth is the truth, you know? Yeah, uh, sure. He also is a black, ugly bastard, but continue. Yes, uh uh-huh. I think it's a bit bit much, a bit aggressive. He's a bit much. He's a bit much at dinner time, breakfast time. Lunchtime. He's always a bit much. Yes. Continue. I don't think we need to, uh, you know, body shame. Uh, phase on, phase on love. I think he's a great individual. We we we're great friends, and I just I wanted to bring it to your attention that I did take some offense on you calling him a, f- a fat phase well, on liar. I, I just didn't like. I just think I that guess was we tend to agree. You see, I like talent, and you know, if if you like talent less, then that is uh, your prerogative. Yeah. Sure. Uh, 100 so cities. I've that. done 100 city tours, and you want to tell me about what Faison is talent. I don't even, I don't think you're qualified to ask me these questions, sir. Well, Kat, nobody is questioning Would your you talent. Would you ask a surgeon how he surgeons? Uh, exactly. I guess not. Exactly, I mean, yes. Uh, sure, but I mean, I, we, we are, nobody's questioning your talent. Uh, I listen to 27 comedian. true crime podcasts a day. And you want to tell me about my qualifications. Honestly, I could do your job better than you do your job, sir. I would doubt that. You know, I've been doing this for years and I went to school to do this. So I, I doubt that. But uh, let's get past that. Uh, we're not talking about me. We're talking about you, Mr. Cat Williams. Um, Ricky Smiley. I, I think Ricky Smiley is a hilarious individual. Who Love can't be hilarious in a dress? I, if, if I put you in a dress right now and had you put on your Nana's voice, I think you could get a couple of laughs, no? No, I just think that's a skill that he's has that he's perfected, and I think he's he's, he's doing pretty well with it. I think we me. have different definitions of what skill means. Okay, what is your definition of skill? Um, I think a skill is a, a something that you work towards, and you don't cut corners. You know, uh, you know, you don't take uh, Velveeta macaroni and cheese and bring that to the Thanksgiving. People would laugh at you. You cut corners. You know, you need to learn a recipe. I have a recipe that has been 20 years in the game. I went to journalism school, true crime school. I learned all the secrets of the trade. Ashley Flowers is actually just a Filipino man named Jose Gonrero. <laughs> Did you know that? You don't even know. know you don't I even know what's going on in your own industry. Did you know Payne Lindsay is just two 8-year-olds stacked in a coat? I uh, I've met Payne <laughs> Lindsay and I didn't I didn't I you didn't wouldn't know. You wouldn't know. You wouldn't know. You see this is the cabal. These are the things the parties that you don't get invited to, I'm there collecting secrets. 
So what what are you, what are your thoughts on the podcast on podcasting industry? You know, what do you do? You have any beefs with any people, or do you know do you get along with everybody? Or do you <laughs> giants think are- giants don't quarrel with the the sheeplings. So I don't beef is. <laughs> what are we talking ramen noodle? I mean, come on, what are you talking about beef? Uh, I don't beef with anyone. They have a problem with the acclaim that I've amassed, and my record speaks for itself. You know. Have you ever heard of the podcast Serial? I have, yes. Yes. My podcast, yes. Your podcast? Yes. Serial. I was the narrator for Serial? I didn't, I didn't oh, know Oh, see, that. you don't... Oh, I, I guess you do your homework at school. And since we're not at school, you haven't done your homework. It's okay. You can okay. come on home now. You can come on home now. It's okay. Yeah. You know, Kat, um, thank you for your time. Um... I didn't get to some of the points I wanted to because I was kept being really interrupted. But let's cheers to this great interview. Listen, you, you don't have to take offense to somebody coming and delivering truth. When the bell rings, you just answer the door. You don't need to speak anything when truth is in the room. Okay, okay, Mr. Cat. I have to go now. So can we get go? Nice what is cheers? go? Go, stop. What is go? You know, uh, go happens when you say and. Cut the interview. Cut it. Just cut it. Yeah, obvious, we got a problem here And it's more than just Alvin Dream and Punisher When life begins to suck, who's reporting it? Luckily, you got two friends who you won't forget Coming live, Alvin and friend on survival Laughing non-stop, case drops on a cycle Louder than intrusive thoughts off an iPhone How they make the world seem bright with the lights off? AFs, it might as well stay up Lies being told like that dinosaur BS Magnifying glass to the ground if they don't see us Having the time, roasting your favorite people Bougie an option is the way Take it to the grave, have poop into the place You already know when they take the case Laugh the pain away, it's affirmative Hello and welcome to another episode of Affirmative Murder, the Equal Opportunity True Crime Comedy Podcast. I am Alvin Williams, joined as always by my partner in true crime, Francel Evans. Oh yes, wait a minute, Mr. Postman. Yeah man, I'm the mailman, can't you tell me? What up, Fran? Uh, let's not even mince words. First of all, Happy New Year. I know that uh, the, la- the episode episode we put out last week was the first episode of the year, but it was not done in the new year. Mm-hmm. So this is our first official recording of the new year. So Happy New Year to you. But let's not waste any time. The year has been kicked off with a bang, as <laughs> yeah. people can tell from the cold open. Fran, you texted me. Yeah. So you know, I don't know anybody who hasn't seen at least a clip of the podcast he did with Shannon Sharp is the most viral thing on the internet right now, other Mm -hmm. than people uh, being enamored by the fact that Gypsy Rose said that her husband has fire pipe. But um, other than that, (laughs) Fran, you saw the interview. What were your thoughts? Why, what, what brought you to text me? What what, what did it stir up in you? Well, let me just say that um, how I felt it, it it, kind of, you know, you know, it kind of, I had to turn it down a little bit because at first when I first heard it, I was I was hyped. I was like, man, that's when I text you because I had a whole bunch of shit going on like in my uh-huh. head. So I was like, and after a couple of days after seeing some clips and then listening to the interview, so I kind of back backpedaled on some of the stuff I wanted to say. Okay, but just because of the whole interview, it was just I feel like Cat it was Williams, off the rails. It was, it was off, off the rails, rails, right? Cat Williams is hilarious. I always thought he was funny, but I feel like. One, I have questions of why, what made Shay, Shannon Sharp get him to come on the show? I don't, unless you, unless you guys have a close relationship where it's just like, hey man, whenever you're in town, I want to get you on the show. It's just like, 
what has he done recently for you to be like, I need to get Cat Williams on the show? Well, well, the way that Cat Williams made it seem was like, you're you are such a figure in the inner in the interview space that I only sit down with the most respected people or people that I respect and feel like they have their finger on the pulse or whatever. But I also agree with you where I don't look at Shannon Sharp like that. I, I think Shannon Sharp is highly entertaining. Right. He mostly sits down with athletes, I thought, but I guess apparently he had such what that and and the reality is that's why he went on there. He okay. went on there because Shannon Sharp had Cedric the Entertainer on there. I didn't watch any of these. I only watch him okay. sit down with people. I think he has Steve like Harvey on there as well, too, right? Yeah, that's yeah. A, apparently, and Rick, yeah. and Ricky and Ricky Smiley apparently. Okay, All so right. that's why he went on there. Anything that he said other than that was him blowing smoke up Shannon Sharp's ass to justify him going on there. I don't yeah. think Cat Williams gives a shit about Shannon Sharp's interview skills. Yeah, he said I only go on things like Larry King. Shannon Sharp is not Larry King. Shannon right. Sharp is great. Let me not take Shannon Sharp is a great entertaining personality i don't think he's the best interviewer no. it's like sitting down with your uncle drunk yeah. and shooting the shit i don't think he's asking like hard-hitting questions to anybody yeah he's like man so what, what, what you like oh what kind of what kind of what you like <laughs> what you like thick girls you an ass man or what what, 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 what kind of thi- that's the kind of shit he's asking me. yeah, yeah, what, yeah. Kind of, what kind of cognac you like to drink on when you uh when you're watching the game yeah like he's not asking journalistic questions right because he's not a journalist i mean he's nobody's, not, he's not a nobody's journalist. expecting that when watching him <laughs> and and, and it was, what was annoying me is because I love Shannon Sharp so much is that now there are people that found out about Shannon Sharp through him interviewing with Kat and they're like, this guy, he's not pushing. Yeah, that, that well, I don't know why off. he didn't ask a follow-up question to Kat Williams because Shannon Sharp is... Yeah. He's not a journalist, so why are you... Nobody, nobody's watching the show and expecting him to, to dive deep into these questions and into the mind of Cat Williams. You shouldn't, like, you shouldn't be. <laughs> right, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> so, so it's like, why? And, and that added on to not just the Cat Williams thing, but like my point of being upset where it's just like... I don't know. Well, let me ask you first. Do you believe anything that Cat Williams is saying? <sighs> don't do this to me, man. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. Because okay. it's a follow-up. It's, it's just my. Uh, I want to. I believe. So I, I believe that there is some truth to a lot of the things that Cat Williams was alluding to. Okay. But I also believe that it was laced in bitterness. Okay. But that doesn't make everything he was saying false. Okay. So that's perfectly what I thought because I thought the same thing, but. I went, my mind went to what is the point of coming on this show, mm-hmm. I guess speaking your truth or trying to stand on morality or, or integrity to kind of bash everybody else. Just because somebody else took a role that you you didn't want out of like masculinity or whatever it is, mm-hmm. you come to, you bashing everybody else for taking the spot, those, those parts in movies and shows as dressing up as a woman. I just didn't. Yeah. I didn't get. I just didn't understand what was the point of all that. Yeah, like that, you said, it's bitterness, or like what, like that but take, why though? Yeah, that take is that take and that conspiracy is an old one. I've heard a lot of people that are respected in Hollywood kind of present this. When you are a black man in Hollywood trying to climb up the ladder, they will try to emasculate you to make you more palatable to the masses. Mm-hmm. Um, Dave Chappelle spoke about it on an interview with Oprah. Yeah. Um, Cat Williams clearly spoke about it with with uh, with Shannon Sharp, and I've also heard this in many a YouTube conspiracy video, selling the soul and all these things. These things are not; these are all old tropes. Yes, and there is some truth to them. But it but what what happens is people get so caught up in the selling the soul and the darkness, and they yes. make it this de- the devil demonic thing. Uh, the reality is, is when you ask me if I believe that that stuff, I believe that Hollywood is an a complicated place and they will ask you to compromise your morals mm-hmm. for money 
and that is a decision that is solely up to you. Right. There's no contract that you're signing in blood, I don't think. There's no soul being sucked out of you at parties. You will be offered drugs and promiscuity and opportunities to do movies where you might not think the script is um, good for society. You might be playing a very, like, black-facey, menstrual character, but they go, well, we'll give you $2.5 million. Cat Williams very much leaned into the evil, shadowy imagery of it. But yeah. what, what I, when, when you ask me, if, do, I, do I believe that Cat Williams got offered scripts that he said, oh, no, I'm not doing this. And they go, oh, my God, this guy is so difficult. Well, Kevin Hart will do whatever we ask him to do. Yeah. Because he's a professional, or he wants to work, or whatever the thing is, or he's a, or he doesn't, or he's spine. Even if we go insulting, he's spineless. He doesn't have these morals that he whatever. He'll do the job that Cat Williams won't do. Mm-hmm. And in that regard, while Cat Williams and Kevin Hart were kind of you know neck and neck, Cat Williams was obviously super hot at one point, higher than Kevin Hart. But then Kevin Hart started to take the roles that Cat Williams' stand-up success what was probably garnering him. Yeah. Cat Williams, when Pimp, Pimp Chronicles, when Pimp Chronicles came out, was like the hottest thing smoking. Right. So I can believe he got offered movies with Will Ferrell or whatever the yeah. fuck. And then they're like, he's like, wait a minute. You want me to do what? Which is also very hilarious to me that he speaks on all this stuff, because no disrespect to Cat Williams, but he's a very effeminate man. Yes. I've seen Fair. him in movies where he, he's borderline. I'm like, this the character, he's... Being extra effeminate, I think it's supposed to be a gay character. Like when he brought up that movie First Sunday, yeah, he almost is playing like a gay deacon in that movie. So this idea that he's like, y'all want me to put on a dress, I'm all man. Yeah. In the interview, I'll go, I, I'll question like, I went like, is, is he? He just does like a lot of what you would see a woman do. Oh, he's, very, like, he's very zesty. Yeah. So it's he's, like, he's a very zesty guy. Yeah, a lot of sass. Him, and I, 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 yeah. Nothing wrong with some zest, but right. don't be coming on here talking about Tyler Perry and all these things. It's like, you're, I mean, I know you put it on a pimp costume, but you're very effeminate. Like yes, it, yes. So, uh, but again, I, I've heard all these tropes a, a thousand times. Yeah, so I don't, I don't. you watch, ask me if I believe some of the stuff, I believe some of the stuff, but I don't think it's um the devil. Yeah. I, a perfect example before I let, before I let uh-huh. you go. Do you, do you know, do you remember Craig Robinson? Craig Robinson, he yeah, was in. Yeah, Craig uh, Robinson, he big, was in. The, uh, the, the big guy with the afro. He yes. was in the, the office. Yeah, he was in the office. Yeah, I know he is. Yeah. Patrice O'Neill. Is one of the funniest. Yeah, I remember. He passed away. He's one of the funniest stand-up comedians ever, and his his talent offered him some opportunities to do. He was on the Office too, right? He worked in the warehouse with him. He worked in the warehouse. And Patrice O'Neill, the way Patrice O'Neill puts it, he puts it with with two comedians that I I think are hilarious, and maybe you'll understand what I'm trying to say. Craig Robinson is Patrice O'Neill without the darkness and the crazy. And the rawness. But mm-hmm. that's what makes Patrice O'Neill Patrice O'Neill. Right. So Kevin Hart is Cat Williams without the rawness Raw, and the crazy. Exactly. And yes. the, it's like, can a studio, I want, it's like, I want a short, funny guy. Yeah. But, and I love Cat Williams, but Cat Williams might not, I don't want to deal with the headache of him being like, well, I need to rewrite the script because I don't think this is a good scene. Yeah. Kevin Hart's going to come do the job that you ask him to do. Patrice O'Neill's going to come. He's not going to talk to anybody on set. People are going to try to be nice to him. He's going to be like, I'm here to do my job. Yeah. Get the fuck out of my face. He's, he's temperamental. Craig Robinson, hey, guys, what you want me to do? Oh, yeah, right. I'll do that. Hello. Oh, you want me to say it like this? You want me to do another take? I'll do another take. Bobby Lee, Ken Jeong. Mm-hmm. Bobby Lee is the real deal. He's raw. He's funny. He improvises and all these things. Ken Jeong is also funny. Ken Jeong is a doctor. He's professional. He'll go on the hangover and do the crazy Mr. Kim, whatever that character was in the hangover. He'll do all that. But when they yell cut, it's like, 
Did, was that a good take? How do you guys feel? Bobby Lee is like shitting in people's dressing room. Like Bobby Lee's a, a notoriously crazy guy. Yeah. That's and that's what Cat Williams was getting to, where he was like, "There's all these people that we know are not funny, but they're making all the money." It's like, yeah, because they play the game. Right. And Cat Williams doesn't want to play the game. He wants to get to be Cat Williams and not. I don't know, kiss a little ass or whatever the case is. And I respect that. That's about morals and principles and whatever. But that's going to cost you money in that business. Yeah. And I think all of that is true. But you can't go on there and be complaining when, like, all this was like, this is all your choices where you was just like, I'm not going to, I'm not putting up in this girl. I'm not going to have a movie scene where, like, Shaq is, like, humping me over a car. I'm not doing that. It's like, okay, that's fine. Yeah. If that goes against, you know, whatever you believe in your principles, then you say no and then you. Don't be out here and be like, well, I'm real and I do this for people. And it's like, nobody's questioning that. Mm-hmm. But if you go going to come over here and bash everybody else for making their money and try to provide and then bring it in Illuminati. Look, I don't watch all the Illuminati. I don't watch that because I don't I don't I just don't believe in it. But it will with, it will consume you. So I don't suggest I, I, I bet it does. Doing it. I yeah. bet it does. But anybody can come on here and say in hindsight and go, look, see, they all got light skinned women. It's like, what? <laughs> What does that even, what does that mean, it, Dots man? can always be connected when you're looking at the picture exactly, man. over 10 years. You yeah. can take this dot, connect it to this dot, and you you can, all, that can always be done. And that's why those videos are so interesting. Or yeah. they were. I'm an adult now, but I was like 17. <laughs> that's what yeah. I mean. Like, this stuff is, the re- the reason this stuff is going viral is because 17-year-old kids are watching yeah. it. And they're being like, the Illuminati. If you already went through this rabbit hole 10 years ago, it's all old. He's not saying anything new. Yeah. But there is some truth to what he is saying. I agree with that. Mostly in the, in the stuff he wanted to clear up. When he says Ricky Smiley is going around saying he was he, he had an opportunity to be Money Mike, I understand him wanting to go clear that stuff up. So that's the truth. And then he laces that in with some Illuminati shit, and it gets a little off the rails. Yeah. Some of the stuff had some truth to it. A lot of the stuff was wacky and and petty and bitter not even necessarily that it wasn't true like you know the thing he said about he brought ludicrous up for some reason the guy you know, shannon sharp goes you kind of look like ludicrous he's like well yes uh there was a time at a party that um some figures said one of you is going to have an afro and make yeah. 200 million dollars and the other one will not have the afro it's like he makes it seem like he was at a party 15 years ago and some guy uh hit ludicrous with a staff and was like you're going to be in 15 fast and the furious movies it's yeah. like you can say that now. Right. But why did, why did it make it seem like if there's a meeting with a guy with a mask on, with horns, mm-hmm. and who gives it, you who your gives $100 million? It's like, what? You have to, where they go like, and you got and you got to suck his penis. I, that's why I can't believe, I just can't, I go like, what? I don't even, he come on there and say shit like this, and then people start digging, and then people can go like, well, see, Cedric's not that funny anyway. He still jokes, and then it's like, now, what if Cedric wanted to go on tour, and nobody's, off, the, off of this interview, nobody wants to go see his show now. Yeah. I just that's what I didn't like. Like I, so I wasn't. The interview I wasn't was funny, but I just I just wasn't I wasn't down with all the shit that he was doing. The interview shit. was highly entertaining. I'm not gonna take anything. I watched it a couple times. I'm, sure. So I'm not gonna sit and act like I was so appalled. I cut it off. Like no, I watched no, it thoroughly. I watched it. It was and it was hilarious. hilarious. <laughs> it's funny. But I think the repercussions of it are something that should be like taken very seriously and affecting people's livelihoods and ticket sales. Obviously, Steve Harvey is not hard up for cash. Right. But you can't assault people's can. wives and shit like that. You yeah, it was just it was so. That, man. It was so uncalled for. Yeah. It was just so unnecessary and nasty. And again, he sat down with the right guy. Because Shannon Sharp is not going to. All he's going to do is be like, oh, come on, you're going crazy now. You yeah, He's crazy not going to stop the interview. He's, he wasn't no. going to stop it. We're like, oh, man, you're saying oh, he we, knew. Can't, we can't air this. He knew what was happening. <laughs> Shannon Sharp was eating that up. He was like, oh, this is going to be the number one episode of my podcast ever. Yeah. You don't stop that. You don't. That's like when Kanye West went on TMZ. You don't. 
Is he saying awful things? Yeah, but like I'm not gonna cut the camera. No. This he is insulted be everywhere. He insulted Shannon Sharp's friend. Like, what's what's the guy's name? Earthquake? He's like, I'm a good Oh, he's Earthquake his is my like one of my best friends. He's like so and he, he can't read. Right, because he did a he did a uh Shannon Sharp, I think, went and talked to like Gilbert Arenas after it. And uh-huh. was like he was conflicted because like he wanted the interview, but like while he was insulting people that he are good friends with, he was just yeah. he kinda had just he kinda just had to just eat it. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, Earthquake is one of my great him, friends, yeah. and he, like, insulted his man. Special on Netflix and all kinds of stuff. It was crazy. Yeah, so Cat Williams is um, an interesting guy. Yeah. Funny as all hell. He's um, talk of the town now, that's for sure. Talk of the town. And, uh, yeah, I don't, I'm not going to sit here and say it was drug-fueled or anything like that, because if he says he wasn't on drugs, I believe him. But uh, it was a very – he has a very interesting train of thought. And I would love to know what made him go on that podcast, why he chose to address the things that he chose to address. They must have been he- weighing heavily on his mind. Yeah. That's clear because Shannon Sharp was like, oh, he just got here. Yeah. Like, because they, they got right into it. Right. It wasn't any Shannon like, Sharp so, uh, b- barely said, grow up? Barely said anything the whole interview. He was just like, yeah. let him, he was just let him go. He let him rip. So, oh, come on, cat. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> and that was it. The truth. The truth doesn't care who tells it. Like he just was saying shit like that in between. He said maybe going they off. don't know the meaning of these words. Like he's writing in like <laughs> poetry or something. I was like this yes. fucking guy, man. It was so entertaining. <laughs> Cat Williams is a hilarious guy, and 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 it was so well delivered. It was his his he was his mind was clear and sharp. Yeah, for sure. But I just don't believe. I can't sit here and say yeah. I believe that there's uh. These crazy, all that's I'm not going to get into all yeah, the parties yeah, and all yeah, that yeah. stuff. But again, in the midst of the Diddy stuff coming out and all this, everything, you can connect all the dots. Yes. All that shit, they've made a whole bunch of shit, I'm sure. Yeah. 18-part videos that would consume my life, and I'm not going to let it. Yeah, man. I mean, I guess we can kind of move on. Are we going to get into the Jeffrey Epstein? No? All right. Um, I think we should just <laughs> go. <laughs> we should go. <laughs> let's not. <laughs> let's, not. let's not. Let's not. Uh, let's not, because Wow. Stephen Hawking was on the list, bro. <laughs> Are we not going to go there? We don't have we to not get into it. But it was a, the list, man. <laughs> it was some interesting names on that list for sure, and I don't want to touch that one with a 10-foot pole. I am intrigued on what Stephen Hawking was doing at that moment. <laughs> we're going to take a... <laughs> We're gonna take a break. Um, we're gonna take a break. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna take a break. We're gonna come back. We're gonna not talk about Jeffrey Epstein's list, but oof. When we come back, we're gonna get to some fucked up shit. So stick around. All right, and we are back, Fran. Uh, please. Set this up for me. How did you find out about this one? Obviously, there was clips going viral before we get into it, but how did you how did you stumble across this story that we're doing this week? Yeah, man, I was on TikTok and the um, I've seen the dude before. Actually, he reminds me of that guy, the story you did a while ago, Darrell Brooks. The, no, 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 not him. Oh no, the way this guy looked, his face, his his the face. The guy that he's uh, he had cut his face was cut up with the glasses. Yeah, yeah, him. Yeah, I can't remember that's his name what, right now. That's what yeah. remind me of a minute. Guy had like he got like yeah he had like a patch on the back of his head, like a so, big band aid, yeah. a skin colored yes. band aid. So I, and I was like, I saw this, and then um, the video was, I, I think we might play later. The video was him in court, and he kept smiling at the the victim's family. Yeah. And I mean that laughing and blowing kisses or blinking or, or, or I mean or um, 
what is it? Uh, he was uh winking, winking at winking at him. But some I'm like, yeah, that's that's evil, man. That is that's wicked, bro. Like for you to do something like that and the family's behind you, grieving and you crying and you hand they hand all these news and then and also side note that in these courts for some reason. For for some reason, I thought that they didn't. I know they go in detail, but I didn't think they go in like show picture detail with like the family in the courtroom as well. I didn't know they. And like in any case, if any uh-huh. like gruesome case, I didn't know yeah. they really like show everything. In, oh yeah, in the yeah, court. yeah. That's, that's why it's like it's up to the family's discretion if they want to be there to see that. Yeah, family, I yeah. I couldn't I couldn't do that. But like, but yeah. So I, I found this on TikTok and to see him doing some wicked shit like that, I was like this is crazy. And that's when I hit you up about it. And then asked after we kind of like started doing research, I was like, I, rem- I remember this story a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, well, we, we, we definitely got to hit, hit this one. Yeah, so uh, our affirmative murder this week is the story of Bryce Rhodes and an absolute road of carnage that he wreaked in Louisville, Kentucky. Um, I mean, yeah, truly an evil guy, and we'll get into it. This story actually reminds me a lot of the movie Juice. Okay. Which would put Bryce Rhodes in the in the character of uh, in Tupac's character, Bishop. Yeah, Bishop and Juice. Yes, of just a unhinged, doesn't give a fuck about anybody, including his friends. And we'll get into what a friend is to this guy and everything. So, sometime in the spring of 2016, 15 year old, and again, I um I should have probably watched some. There's I watched a ton of case videos, but I didn't watch one where they say his name. But his name is spelled A N J U A N Carter. I don't know if that's supposed to be Anquan or Anwan. Uh, Carter, but 15-year-old Anquan Anquan Carter meets Bryce Rambo Rose. This guy's name was Rambo on the streets because he was a rapper. Um, He had some local notoriety as a rapper, and I think that gave him some idea that he was a very big and bad individual. Um, uh, But he met uh, Carter meets Rambo through his classmates, Larry Ordway and Maurice Gordon, who are brothers. Bryce, being older... And when I say older, he was around 26 years old. These are 15-year-old kids. So, again, he comes across as this, like, big, Great, tough man. guy, whatever. He's just a man. Yeah, he's a grown man. He's just a grown man. Yeah, who can manipulate kids? Manipulate young kids. He's, and, and he's, so, keep, so let's just keep a tally. He's a grown man, drive, have his own apartment. He's a local yeah. rapper. So he has all these things where these kids are like, wow, this is, like, my, uh, my idol. Influence. I, I want to be yeah. like this. Yeah. But it's like, you will. But they don't realize how low the bar is. I remember, I'm not going to say any names, but I remember when we first started working at the mall. I was working there before you. Mm-hmm. My manager, I was like, man, this dude's living the life. Man, he has an apartment, and he's the manager of a store. But he was 25 years old. Yeah, You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm 17, and I'm like, man, how do you do it? It's just like life. It's just life. Like, literally, <laughs> he's he's only doing the minimum. Yeah. He got a he got a he got a bachelor's degree and he has a job at a mall and he has an apartment. And I was 17 like, "Wow, man, uh, someday I hope living the life, huh?" I just thought he was I just I was like, <laughs> and they, he he can drink alcohol. It's, yeah, cuz he's 25. He's an adult. He's yeah. just he's just he's just grown. He's just as grown. That's it. He's not cool, he's just grown. <laughs> so like I said, this dude's like 26 years old hanging out with 15-year-old kids. And uh, using his cachet in, uh, locally and his reputation to, you know, carry sway over these kids. Um, on May 4, 2016, Rambo used that influence to execute something horrific. In the days leading up to May 4th, Bryce Rhodes convinced Ordway, Gordon, and Carter 
that they could get paid to kill someone. All they needed to do was get their hands on a gun, which they did proceed to do. But Carter said they didn't really believe Bryce. They did get the gun, but they were like, I don't know. I think he's just kind of talking shit. We didn't really believe him until the shit happened, until the shit went down. Yeah. Which we will get into what the shit is. I'm, I'm guessing a lot of a lot of fear had to play a huge part in this. Being 15, being kids, and mm-hmm. somebody that has influence over you or you look up to to be like, hey, man, I got like a job and be like, and did the conversation go, I got some, you know, somebody to kill somebody or was it like, I got a, I need a favor for you guys, but I need a gun. Like how was, I want to know how it was worded for them to be like. I'm sure it was a lot of like, man, y'all ready to earn y'all stripes. Yeah, and y'all going to yeah. be official now. Man, yeah. y'all, y'all trying to get y'all rep up and get some money in your pocket. A lot of goofy shit like that was said to these kids. And they're like, yeah, of course. And here's the thing that's the most dangerous about that kind of shit. The street life, it's, it's the boys in the hood effect, right? Mm-hmm. Doughboy was about that life. And when his brother got killed, he wanted his get back. Mm-hmm. But when, they, when push came to shove and it was we're down the street from the shit we're about to do, what did Cuba Gooden do? He was so he soft, out. I don't even remember his real yeah, name. Yeah. What did Cuba Gooden do? Hey, man, pull the car over, man. Yeah. I'm not about this. And that is what that life is depicted as, and it is kind of true to a degree. So these kids are like, oh, we want to be about it. But now that we've agreed to be in Bryce Rhodes' crew, it's really no turning back. So now we're scared of him, too. Yeah. Because now can, when, when right. can we say no? Yeah. When can we say, hey, man, I, I'm not actually, I don't actually want to do this. Like, we got the gun. He's saying we're going to do it tonight. We don't get to like change our minds in this no. life. Yeah, it, it looks it, it, for them, the people that's into this. It looks good to rap the lyrics and do the you know whatever the, the mannerisms of rappers and mm-hmm. gun holding guns and I like you shooting people. All that's all that's cool and fun until it's time to shift for good. Tell when you really need to, you really need to be about that. Yeah, I just like to look tough. Exactly. That's the thing. See, that's the that's the that's the problem with a lot of people. A lot of people have ruined their life because they want to look tough. Yeah. We live in a world where the bark works a lot of time. Yeah. You know, we live in a world where you can fake tough and just, if you don't, if you win the game of chicken, you get to call the person whatever you want to. Exactly. Yep. But when it's time to be like, okay, well, let's, let's, let's box. Let's do the gunplay. Yeah. I have a knife. Yeah. Any of that type of shit, when it's really time for that, it's like, oh, yeah. yeah, it's like, oh no, no, I, I just was um I was just trying to peacock you. See, being friends with the maniac is cool till you gotta try to wrangle the bull. And nobody wants to wrangle the bull. We were friends with a guy one summer. Who was? Well he, well, to me, the level of crazy that he was wasn't this level of crazy, but it was oh, it know. was too much crazy for me. Yeah, yeah, I know you're talking about. I thought it was hilarious. Yeah, but it's hilarious though. It's like, yo, pull the van over. We gotta jump out of the van right now and fight. In the middle of the street. But didn't you hop out? You didn't hop out? No, I didn't hop out. I know you did. I didn't, no, didn't hop out. Neither did you know, I. You know. <laughs> so, oh, they getting in over there. I was like, Chris Brown. Oh, they getting in over there. Oh, oh man. I turned the radio no down way. in the car. I stayed in the car. There's no way in hell. Man. I'm a habitual stayer in the car. <laughs> Same. But anyway, so like I said, although these kids weren't certain that Bryce was serious, Bryce proved himself to be very much a man of his word when on the night of May 4th, 2016, with Maurice Gordon behind the wheel, and Anwan Carter alongside him at shotgun with Bryce Rhodes riding uh, in the back seat, they proceed to execute a drive-by on a 40-year-old man named Christopher Jones, a man that Bryce Rhodes was certain had a bounty on his head that was available for collecting. Like, you really have to be, like, in the streets for you to know 
some dude named Chris has a bounty on a bounty on his head. Like, how do you know this type of information? Yeah. How I, you, if if somebody comes, I'll go like, bro, I I'll be right back. Yeah. I'm never coming. Like, I don't need to be around anybody who knows information like that. That is crazy. So this dude is walking around, had going to the corner store, had no idea that there's money on his head. Yeah. Well, we'll get into that. But yeah, but also I just think it's crazy that there's there's people that are walking around in the world that are like, oh, I'm Django. Like I kill people and I take their bodies to their oppositions and then they pay me. And that's how I make money. I'm a bounty hunter. Wanted dead or alive. And I always bring them in dead. So the three who just committed a murder then went to Maurice and Larry's house with Bryce Rose after the shooting. Not really talking about the murder that they all just played a role in. So they go like... Let's go smoke up at at Larry and at Larry and Maurice's house after a drive-by shooting. Again, they don't really discuss it, but Bryce Rose did tell them to burn the truck, which belonged to Anwan Anwan or Anquan Carter. Um, so that that truck was set ablaze uh, at the suggestion of Rambo, in case the truck was possibly caught on surveillance cameras uh, during or after the murder. So mm-hmm. he had his wits about him in that regard, I guess. But outside of that. This was no planning. There was no foresight. There was nothing. This was a very dumb idea. But he did go, but burn the car. And again, when you're 15, that sounds like, yo, this dude's, this dude's been here before. He's a vet. Yeah. That's great advice, so let's go burn the car. So it almost like tricks you into going, man, if he's burning cars, he probably has gotten bounties before. So we're probably going to all get that little five bands that he told us we were going to get. While you douse your, your truck that you love and gasoline and let it light it on name. fire. <laughs> So you burn the car registered to you. And it's like, well, if you burn it enough, it's not recognizable. It's like, bro, the license plate's right here. The VIN number is still right there. Right. It like, Or also, I like, that I, I like when um, trucks are registered and they just go, okay, so this was a, a Chevy Silverado. Mm. How many Chevy Silverados are uh, registered in this area? Yeah. They'd be like, that's I'm like, 20. That's, that's like fucking uh, sky blue. What's what? Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, sky blue's like, there's only like two around. Yes. Yeah, and it's either this 57-year-old white Jewish man right. or this 15-year-old kid who uh, has a lot of truancies on, in school on, on his record. Hmm. Ah. Uh, ah, it's going to be a tough one. Let's, let's go ahead and let's go bring the kid in first. We'll start with the kid. This dark rags to riches story continued to take more and more turns for the worse when Bryce revealed to the guys... Christopher Jones was, in fact, the wrong target. Wow. They had killed an innocent man in cold blood and didn't even have the financial compensation to look forward to. Wow. So now it's like we rode up on this dude who isn't, doesn't have a bounty on his head and just murdered a guy in cold blood. So you have to live with that and now yeah. be afraid of going to prison and all the things that you should have been afraid of in the first place, and there's no money coming. And <laughs> the there's no, there's no there's price to put on a person's life, but like right. you're not getting it. The incentive that you would have gotten to do this I don't even know you. I would be able to sleep at night if I killed somebody, but like doing that and be like, I didn't get the money. I, I killed an innocent person. Now, now, now I still hanging with this dude, and he and the only thing he said was, "Oops, we got. I got. We got to go get somebody else." That's like, man, it's, you're stuck. It's not. Yeah. It's no way you're getting out of this. Now I'm you not, guys and <laughs> kill somebody, an innocent person, and he, that, and you and now you have to just hold water now. Yeah. Now you're afraid of Bryce because you're like, oh shh, we got to die with this secret now. And just uh, so just imagine a couple of days later after doing something so horrific, you can't sleep, you can't eat, you keep seeing the visions of this man. And he goes, hey, guys, whoopsie daisy. So there's no money coming. I know. I know. My bad. <laughs> I made a little bit of a mistake. Miscalculation. 
the actual guy's name was Charles Jackson. The CJ thing mixed me up. So there's no money coming, but how about I treat you guys to lunch? Nothing over $15, guys. Let's not get crazy. I know I messed up, but don't take advantage of me, okay? How about McChickens on me? <laughs> yes, listen. <laughs> <laughs> it's on me. How does that And happen? hey, guys, won't happen again. Am I right? All right, guys, we're cool. And if you say anything to anybody, I'll kill you. I'll kill you. All right, guys, let's go to McDonald's. Right? Let's go get some Mickey D's, huh? Let's do it. Ba da ba ba ba. Miss Chicken and Sweet Tea's calling my name. Uh, I don't know who this other guy was that we, <laughs> we innocently killed, but anyway, oh I'm well. The other it. kids are like, I can't. I have not eaten in days. I can't I'm eat. Sick. I don't have. I'm I tight. saw a man's <laughs> life leave his eyes. Like I don't want to eat food. He's like, you're not gonna eat that. For me. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so y'all just not going to eat the McChickens? All right, well, I got extra cheese and mayonnaise on them, so all right, I'll eat them. It's cool. Whatever. I paid for them. Oh, yeah. He's like, I'm past that. That's that's old <laughs> Y'all still now. on that? Like, <laughs> somebody saying that to you about a murder is crazy. Like, y'all still are talking about oh, that? Oh, y'all still talking about that? Dang. God. Come on. So, over the next couple of weeks, like in the movie Juice, Bryce begins to unravel. Believing his crew couldn't be trust- trusted to hold the weight of the guilt brought on... Uh, by him convincing teenagers to kill a man. Hmm, why is that? Well, yeah, well, yeah. 15 year old kids. They're 15 year old kids. It's like, man, what are y'all? Y'all losing weight and sleep over this shit? <laughs> so, yeah, I'm a boy. I have school tomorrow. I mean, like, I have homework and I'm out here running. You've given sleep. me, I have, I have PTSD now. I hear the, the gunshots of that night every night since that happened. I've not been able to sleep. I wake up in a cold sweat. He's like, man, y'all are soft. It's like, well, they're boys. These are fucking kids, man. They have their learner's permits. Like, do you not? Uh, bro, I'm, I want to ask, like, bro, do you know how old they are? Like, do you not? Do you just assume they're, like, the same age as you? Or, like, you know they? Do you not know no, you kids? No, he knows their kids. That's who he targeted because he That's could crazy. easily manipulate them. But he also wants them to act like, like they're 30. Yeah. I want you to have the malleable, manipulatable brains of 15-year-olds, but the emotions of Navy SEALs. Yeah. And that's just not that's just not gonna happen. These kids are 15 years old. When they get brought into custody, the first thing they're gonna say is like, "I want my mom." That, yeah. They're children. They're yep. they're children. You cannot expect a 15 year old kid to be able to cover up a body and sleep, hold that, and never speak about it again, and just be like, "Well, I'm a G." You know, it just is not for the reality. And if it is, that that kid is damaged. Now they probably could have got away with this if. They were able to, if they would have went to the police, like oh, if they would have happened and was like, "This dude, he did it, he did it." Yeah, of course. Spoiler but alert: like, that's not how that went. Right, all right. And but it's like fears, like this guy know this crazy motherfucker know where I live. Mm-hmm. He knows my mom, my, my dad, mom, my brothers school, and sisters. He knows where I hang out. It's like yeah, you can't, you really can't hide. Yeah. So that was fun when when Suge Knight's on your side. It's great. Yeah. I'm not saying this guy Suge Knight, but I'm just saying. To them, to, to, to oh, them he was. Yeah, yeah, to them he was. But when it's like, oh, shit, if I do something now, now that's coming my way, all right, I guess I won't call the police. I understand the situation that they're in. Right. You know, you got to have some empathy for young kids making dumb decisions and then having to live with the consequences of those and one of those consequences being, oh, I got in bed with a crazy motherfucker, so I don't really feel comfortable going and going to call the police on him. So, 
Anwan Carter, I'm just going to continue to call him Anwan because I don't, I'm sorry. Anwan Carter alleges that he overheard a phone call where Larry and Maurice's mother was speaking with Bryce Rhodes, which is like, hmm. you. that sounds crazy, right? But then you got to go, he's 26 years old. Yeah. Why? Why? It's not crazy for a grown man to be talking to another adult woman. If he's 26 and their mom, they're 15, their mom could be like 34. Mm-hmm. It's not crazy for him to be talking to them. But it's crazy for me to, to to think that he's talking to them as if a parent would talk to this guy as if he's uh, like the Big Brother program. Like it's a pal center. That's what I that's what I was thinking. I mean, like what and that's the it's conversation a, was sense. like, why are you hanging with my son? Yes. <laughs> like what are you That's the about? only conversation that really should be is like, do you have any right. credentials? Do you work for a pal center? Something. Or a boys and girls club or something? Yeah. Nah, nah, I'm just uh I'm just a street mentor. Street Don't mentor. stay away from my children. So uh, like I said, Carter says that he overheard this conversation and he believed that or that Rhodes believed that Maurice Gordon had talked about the murder of Christopher Jones to somebody. And at this point, Rhodes started to believe in that old saying, dead men tell no tales. It would be easier for me to keep this under wraps if they die too. Can't talk if you can't talk. So that tension actually came to a head on May 22nd, 2016, during a night of smoking smoking and drinking at Rhodes' home. So again, just to further put into perspective how creepy this dude is, he's 26 years old. He's got a bunch of kids over at his house, getting them drunk and giving them weed, smoking and drinking at his house. This dude's nasty. But, like... He's hanging around with young kids, and it's just gross. Yeah, I mean, like, I feel like as a... Being at that age at one point and possibly being around people at that was older than us, you, like, at, you and your friends go, like, this is, this is weird, though, right? I mean, this is a... We're having a good time, but this is like we shouldn't be this we shouldn't be here. Hang with us. I don't know. I guess it depends on how cool the person is. I mean, if he's giving you weed, I think and still alcohol. you go like this is an adult, this is a grown ass person. This is this is still weird. Whatever if he's not a creep or whatever, it's like this is still No. Let me take that back. If you're hanging with kids, minors that are under eighteen, whatever it doesn't matter what it, this it's weird. Is is weird for sure, it's <laughs> for sure. If you're getting minors drunk, yeah, I don't care how cool illegally. You think you like are. this is yeah, not, yeah. not this is not this is a part. No man, this is yeah. You should be in jail. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> just for that, yeah. set aside all the horrible things that this guy done has done that we're getting into. Just your the way you move around in the world, you are a menace. Yeah, and this is not a like a a one-off this can't no. be like this is the first time he's ever done he's it. had other crews of kids he's done shit with kids yeah no this is and I, I'm, I guarantee I don't have any proof but he definitely is telling these kids like yeah man tell y'all tell y'all the girls in y'all class that my house I'm having a house party they can come over he's getting underage kids drunk smoking them up That's with crazy, weed man. but and then also being like yeah this is you know it's my house it's all mine it's like bro yes you are or in my apartment you're 26 yeah and but again I think that that's I agree with what you're saying about there's probably a feeling as a kid, but I also think that it's hard for you to justify and rationalize a lot of stuff when you're 16. When you're just you like, can't. This guy has a car. This guy. Yeah. Has, it's he's yeah. so cool. It's like, again, he's not cool. He just is an adult. Yes. So uh, during this night of smoking and drinking on May 22nd, 2016, everybody's over at the house. They got Jacory Taylor, Tyrion Coleman. Um, as well as Maurice uh, Gordon and Larry Ordway, like I said. And during this kickback, an argument commenced, and at some point during the altercation, Maurice picked up a knife. 
allegedly in an aggressive manner. Now, keep in mind, this is Bryce Rhodes' house. He also probably has some kind of alpha pack mentality where it's where it's like, I'm the leader. He's the group leader. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the uh, he's very much that guy. Like, I'm the, y'all do what I say. I guess when Maurice, a child, picked up this knife in an aggressive way to be like, man, nobody's going to do nothing to me. I'm sure it was like halfway joking, but he took it as an aggressive manner and more so of an act of disrespect. Like, you don't, don't rise up to me. It was like that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like uh, in a pack of wolves, if one of the betas jumps up at the alpha, a fight breaks out. Yeah. And I think Bryce Rhodes very much was that mentality. Like, y'all are supposed to be, y'all are supposed to be my, my underlings. Right. So how dare you disrespect me? So, like I said, Maurice jumps up and grabs this knife at some point. Uh, Bryce Rhodes takes the knife from Maurice and smacks him upside the head. He followed up the smack with an announcement that he was going to violate Maurice, meaning basically that he was going to punish him for the disrespectful behavior. That's what a violation is. Like, I'm going to embarrass you, hurt you in some kind of way because I don't like what you just did. Yeah. Rhodes, along with everyone else in the house, put Maurice and Larry, because that's his brother. So when he wrote, when, you know, when you rose up and start hitting Maurice, I'm sure Larry stood up and was like, all right, man, hey, man, don't, don't be hitting him like that. Right. So now it's both now both of y'all got to go. So the, the, the party turns on Maurice and Larry, goes and puts them in, a, in the bathroom of the apartment, and Rhodes then took a vote as to whether the teenage boys should live or die. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, yes. This is not a game. Like, what, I don't know what the term they use for, like, discipline. I don't know what the game yeah. term for that is, but, I mean, like, what nothing they did was that bad where it's like, all right, man, let's no, let's choose if they get to live or die because he picked up a knife and like waved it around, whatever, something, whatever he did. But yeah, it's not that serious. That's but crazy. again, we've already been laying the foundation of now he says something so unhinged and crazy that it's like, hey, and one, hey, friend, you think I should kill this motherfucker or not? Yes or no? Vote right now. It's like. What do you want me to say? You know what I mean? Because just exactly. it's like, I, exactly. What do you, what do you want the vote to? Be? I'll say whatever it is that. So I don't think these kids. That's why you know I I don't mean to give them the benefit of the doubt because we we're kind of setting up where this is going. But I feel like these these are 15, 16 year old kids, and I think I don't think it was a bunch of kids standing around being like, yeah, thumbs down, let's fucking kill these dudes. I think no. they were like, uh, yeah. I don't want to uh, say the yeah. wrong thing. I don't exactly. want something that's gonna piss him off. Yes. to throw me in in the bathroom and not become this whole thing. Like, I want to stay on the side of. I want to get out of here. I want to walk out of here. I want to walk out of here. So it's like, uh, yeah, man. Hey, kill. Uh, yeah, yeah. Vote. I vote die. Right. That's what you want to. Yeah. Vote. I vote die. And I don't think anybody even really necessarily thinks that what's about to happen is happening. I think he's kind of. Yeah. They think he's bluffing or he's gonna just trying to scare them. So it's like, let's just say what he wants to hear. So we can turn the music back on or we can end the night and we all go home. or I don't know, but I think that was the energy here. I don't think the energy was, yeah, man, let's all gang kill these kids. I think it was like, uh, yeah, man, sure. I vote, I vote die. I vote die. That's what you want me to do. Yeah, I vote die. If that's what you want, I vote die. Bryce brought Maurice out of the bathroom into the living room, put a sock in his mouth, tied his hands behind his back, and then put a hat over his head to cover his eyes. Bryce then starts beating Maurice in the chest repeatedly with his fists. Tyrion Coleman then hands Rhodes a knife, and Rhodes repeatedly stabbed Maurice, who was on his knees, 
in the torso. So it's, oh, it's so violent. Like this kid's hands tied behind his back. He's on his knees and he's just being thrusted upwards with knife stabs. Absolutely brutal. Anwan Carter says that although he was horrified at what was happening, he was just trying to save himself. In my notes, uh, when I was doing research, it said everybody touched the knife. But I actually have a clip from Anwan Carter. Okay. I actually have a clip from Anwan Carter where he breaks down well, what happened. He had a hat over his eyes so he couldn't see. And he had a sock in his mouth. So he got the sock when it was, it was his turn. So it's how many times did he get stabbed? I don't know. A lot. Who was stabbing him? He stabbed him until he was dead. Bryce did? Yeah. Give him a fast knife for him. So what did you have to do with the knife? Stab him. Who'd you stab? Larry. How many times did you stab Larry? Like three. It's been seven years. So I think what happened was Bryce, Bryce stabbed Maurice. And then he passed the knife around. And then they brought Larry out. Okay. They did the same exact thing to Larry, but I think then Bryce was like, "Now y'all gotta get y'all gotta participate in this one." So I think Maurice he did by himself, passed the knife around, but then I don't think he thought that was enough. So he's like, "Once I bring Larry out here, now y'all gotta really get your hands dirty along with me on this one, and y'all gotta stab him too." So Anwan Carter stabbed says he stabbed Larry Ordway about three times. That's gross, man. Yeah. Then they wrapped him up. And uh, took them to an abandoned house, which I will get to. It's also sad, man. It's just like, you know, sometimes shit gets too real. It's when keeping it real goes wrong. You know, not not that not that they were keeping it real, but yeah, you guys wanted to be tough, and now you're knee deep in some real shit. But was the punishment worth it though? Like, what was obviously it wasn't, but I mean, like, what could have been said? And that argument or whatever in the house for... Oh, not nothing. For you to go put somebody in the bathroom and then I was like, all right, let's they do a s- vote. What? They stepped out of line. It wasn't... It doesn't even matter what they said or what... They stepped out of line. That's all that matters to Bryce Rhodes is that I am the boss. I am the king. I'm the tough one. And you guys... And, and it's people over here at my house. And it's my house and I got people over here. And now you did something disrespectful in my domain. Respect my house. Yes. That's and so he went to the extreme. Like I said, Larry was then brought out. He was killed as well. So now both Maurice and Larry are dead in Bryce Rhodes' apartment. So now everybody in the house is implicated in a double homicide. And the plan was to transport the bodies from the home in bins and bring them to an abandoned house where they would be burned. Hmm. Carter stayed behind and cleaned up the blood in Bryce Rhodes' uh, living room all night. I won't be doing that. Like a, be, like, a flunk, like a flunky. I'll be running. That would have been out of there in a heartbeat. But he's like, I need you for one more thing. It's like, bro, you just want to stay on this. You just seen this guy kill two people. You want to stay on this guy in this guy's good graces, I guess. Fuck that. Call nine one immediately. Cleaning up a crime scene. Now it's a new charge. They'd have been there. They'd have been there before Bryce and them even got back. <laughs> and I'll be right here. I'm not going anywhere. I'll be right next. Yeah, to well, the police. yeah. I'm gonna stay with. The pol- I'm gonna be right behind the police. Pointing everything. Yeah, like- <laughs> <laughs> Bryce Alexander Rhodes, officer. <laughs> Do your thing. Thank you. Uh. So they went and disposed of the bodies that night and cleaned up the uh, apartment with, you know, bleach and whatnot. And the victims were set on fire at a separate location. The bodies were discovered by authorities just two days later, friend. 
Shortly after the bodies were recovered, homicide detectives arrested teens Anwan Carter and Jacory Corey Taylor. They were arrested in connection to the investigation. So it didn't take long to find out, you know, maybe connected to the, the burnt car, you know, who was friends with who, who was he last seen with? You know, they do go around and ask a couple questions. Who was the last person that these people were seen with? And one of those people that were implicated was Anwan Carter. So they pick him up along with Ja'Cory Taylor. Um, and then shortly after that, Fran, guess who they arrested next? Bryce Rhodes. He was brought in on an outstanding warrant in a domestic abuse case. Wow. But I think we can all assume how he oh, became yeah. a person of interest. Oh, yeah. Because two kids were brought into an interrogation room and they immediately folded. That's that's my guess. I don't know that for sure. I'm not. I don't big, even want to use that term "folded" with them. They did what they were supposed they, to do. Exactly. These are children. These are children who told on the adult man exactly. who corrupted them. Yep. Yeah. It's, so it's not even they snitched or this isn't, this isn't any of that. This isn't any of that. So they snitched or they ratted or whatever. these are children who were being groomed and manipulated by an adult, and they finally came forward to the police and told them what was going on. So investigators said that they found a plethora of evidence, including blood um, in the apart in the apartment after searching it, mm-hmm. despite it having been cleaned with bleach. So they still found everything they needed. The blood soaks through. See, the people always forget the blood soaks through the carpet. Yeah. Nobody ever pick, picks the carpet up. So what do you do? You go in as an investigator. You go to the spot where it smells like bleach. You cut the carpet up. Cut the carpet up. Yep. Nine times out of ten, there's going to be a blood stain in the wood floor. Or the lamp, the, the, the linoleum, or whatever it is. There's Pl- blood on the yeah. yeah, or even on the bottom side of the carpet. Like it might have soaked through. You cleaned up the surface level of the carpet. You flipped the carpet upside down. There's a blood sp- stain at the bottom of the carpet. A medical examiner found Gordon had been stabbed more than a dozen times and Damn. Ordway more than 20. Wow. So Larry, or- Larry Ordway is the second victim, and over 20 times probably because that's when I think that Bryce Rhodes stabbed Maurice Gordon which would be like a dozen. Mm-hmm. And then Larry Ordway was stabbed over t- more, you know, more than 20 times because now everybody took a played a part in stabbing Larry Ordway. Okay, yeah, so that, that, up, that up the number. Yeah. Anwan Carter pled guilty in late 2016 to facilitation of a murder charges and tampering with evidence because he cleaned up the crime scene. Uh, part of his plea deal stipulated that he would have to testify in any trials connected to the three murders. Which you know I played testimony from. That was him. You know the, that was Anwan Carter. The the videos that I played were of Anwan Carter testifying. But keep in mind he was 15 years old when all this happened. So he remained in a juvenile facility until he turned 18 in 2019. Carter was granted five years probation. So a blessing, right? Yeah. 19 years old, murder charge, beat it in some kind of crazy way. Per his plea agreement, if Carter were to break the law while on probation he would face a recommended 20-year sentence. Mm. So so God really blessed this dude and gave him a second chance at life. Oh, wait, he wasted it. Uh, because in 2021, motions were filed to revoke Carter's probation for violations. Um, the state of Kentucky issued a bench warrant for his arrest in late 2022. According to court records, Carter was arrested in Florida following uh, a conviction and is not set to be released until 2024. So luckily, it looks like he's going to get a, a third chance. He was uh, some charges that he was found guilty of down in Florida. Oh, I know what it was. Hmm. So he viol- he violated his probation, but it looks like they didn't give him a twenty year sentence. He's uh, set to be released in twenty twenty four. So it's like he's going to get a third chance. Hopefully, he doesn't squander that. He comes out with his newly found fifteen minutes of fame as the guy that was involved in this insane trial. So it could have been some. Mi- excuse me, could have been something minor. It could have been something minor. Okay, but if you 
you it's you know you can't tell people to just be squeaky clean and people have to live their life and people make mistakes but like you make it out of that apartment that night and all that chaos and all that craziness and you get away with five years probation i don't want to be in a car with a gun i don't want to i don't want to be a gangster anymore this should be this is a scared straight moment there's no this is like this is scared straight you should be i'd be scared straight Seeing your two of your best friends get murdered in front of you, yeah, I'm good. I'm I'm gonna get a job. So Jacory Taylor pleaded uh, pleaded guilty in 2018 to counts of facilitation of a murder and tampering with evidence as well, because he took the bodies to the uh, abandoned house and helped burn them. Uh, helped burn them. These are Class D felonies. He was sentenced to 10 years in prison. Uh, Tyrion Coleman pleaded guilty in 2017 to amended charges of facilitation to murder for the deaths of the two brothers, as well as tampering with evidence and two counts of abuse of a corpse for burning the bodies. He was also sentenced to 10 years in prison. Part of their pleas included testifying against Rhodes during his trial, which I will play the outcome of his trial now. Murder as to Christopher Jones. Verdict form 1A, murder as to Christopher Jones. We, the jury, found the defendant guilty of murder. Having found the defendant guilty of murder, we found that the murder was intentional. Verdict form 2A, murder as to Maurice Gordon. We, the jury, found the defendant guilty of murder. Having found the defendant guilty of murder, we found that the murder was intentional. Verdict form 3A, murder as to Larry Ordway. We, the jury, found the defendant guilty of murder. Having found the defendant guilty of murder, we found that the murder was intentional. Verdict form 4, tampering with physical evidence. We, the jury, found the defendant guilty. Verdict form 5, abuse of a corpse as to Maurice Gordon. We, the jury, found the defendant guilty guilty. Verdict form six, abuse of a corpse as to Larry Ordway. We, the jury, found the defendant guilty. We'll see. So uh, he was found guilty on all counts. He, on wow. all counts. he will be spending the rest of Thank his life, life in prison. He also, crazy, like crazily enough of all that, he was so uh, aggressive and angry and spouting out things and uh, interrupting the judge. He, uh, that's why when you said he reminded you of somebody that a story I did before, I, that's why I said Darrell Brooks, because it was very much, he brought up like representing himself and he accused the judge of having an affair with the prosecutor. What? He said, he was like, matter of fact, I'm gonna play that too. Cause that was absolutely crazy. Just so people can get an idea of who Bryce Rhodes is. So this is one of his outbursts that took place at a point in the trial. For me. Even though you show favoritism to the Commonwealth, you deny every motion I've ever filed in this courtroom, I'm still going to, it's my right to file a pro se motion, and it's my right to speak what I need to speak on. I don't know if y'all got some type of sexual relationship going on, or what y'all got going on, but I'm definitely going to speak my mind. Detective Detelli and I have no sexual relationship. Now I'm talking about you and a prosecutor over there, sir. You denied all my motions. Every motion I filed, you didn't deny it. Pretty sure I've denied the best. Every motion I've had. Are you some type of racist? Are you? Are you got some type of sexual relationship going on? Which one is it? Or are you just wrong in everything that you've made motions for? Are you a secret Ku Klux Klan member? No, sir. Is that what you really are? No, that was funny. Okay. I'm not. 
But like I said, the higher courts, they'll deal with it when time comes necessary. That's exactly right. Exactly. And, and so say less. On to the next subject. Say less. Your job is to do. Telling the judge to say less is insane. Everything about that was insane, but. So you a yeah. Ku Klux Klan member? <laughs> yeah. Are you, <laughs> are you a secret Ku Klux Klan member? <laughs> I know what it is. Yeah, he's a maniac. Yeah, the guy's an absolute maniac. So he will be spending the rest of his life in prison. Good riddance to him. Um, a sad story all around. You know, like it really is. This is this is um, a real example of how bad things can go in poverty in these inner city communities. You know, like sometimes these are these are the things that wait for you when there are no after school programs. There's no music left in school. When all it is is like when school lets out, you're just like let out into the concrete jungle and there's all these, you know, hurdles that you have to overcome. These are one of the hurdles. Grown men recruiting kids to be drug dealers or gang members. And this is one of those kind of guys. And sometimes it's just a guy that wants to pyramid scheme some kids. I look, I, I sell weed. I want these kids to sell my weed. And that's all it is. I'm, gonna, I'm just using them to make money. But sometimes it's a lunatic an absolute lunatic who uses his influence to convince kids to put themselves in a situation that they are, that nobody's ready for and dark things like this can happen. And now all these kids have records and their lives are fucked and all this shit, but the world will only see them as criminals. I think it's hard to have empathy for them, for a lot of people. And I would like to know what your level of empathy is for then 15 year old kids, now 23 year old, like men basically, but knowing the situation that they were in, do you feel empathy or do you feel like they should have all stood up and like jumped this guy and saved their friends? No, man. If for the people that have been hanging around him for, you know, a certain amount of time and see how dangerous this man can be, I wouldn't expect them to gang up and try to beat this man. You don't know. You, it's not, I can't even say you don't know what he's capable of because you do know what he's capable of. He can like, he's a, I mean, if, if you've seen the video for other people, listeners, He's, a, he's not a small dude. It's not like he's a no. a small guy. He's a big dude, man. A big, wide dude who y'all would have to, like, shoot him. And I don't think these kids had the heart to do something like that. Maybe they maybe they could have and protected themselves, but I just don't think they would have. I don't it's think a they, lot to ask. And it's a it's a huge risk. It's a huge. Fight or flight, like we talked about last right, week. It's, it's fight huge, or flight. It's a huge risk to do something like that. Yeah. I think all these kids just froze up because they were kids. Absolutely. The dude, Tyrion Coleman who also had to testify as part of his plea agreement, he started to cry on the stand. As I understand, he was afraid to be confronted by this man who he saw kill two people, yeah. who made him stab a young man to death as well, who got the blood on his hands. And while telling the story, he was like, I don't think I can do this. Like, it, it was, he has PTSD. Yeah. These kids are all fucked up. Yeah. They're all, now they're all men fucked up in the world. And he had an, a visceral, emotional reaction by being face-to-face -face in front of that man and having to tell the, the details of that night again in front of him because that's how afraid of him he was. Yeah. So I, I so there's got to be some level of empathy to like that these are kids. Yeah, I mean, I they're adults now. Work, so work, I, work kids, yeah. work kids. They're adults now, so I would assume they'll learn their lesson. But what they can do is take this information and pass it down to younger generations and going like, it's not, the streets are not what is, what you see on TV and in the streets and movies and stuff like that. I mean, like the shit is, the shit is real. If you run into somebody who has influence over you and can manipulate you into doing things, like that's a real thing as well. Like that dude pulled him under his wing and got them to do some crazy shit. But 
to go on a drive by and kill the wrong person. That was like a that was like y'all y'all pretty much essentially handcuffed now because like there's no there's no way you he's letting you walk away from this. You saw him. It's that's there's no way. Yeah, they were. I think they were doomed after that. Like their only yeah, options that was were it. to call the police or ride it out. If you see me commit a murder, we're best friends. But I'm not letting y'all out of my sight. Not at all. We're we're hanging out every day. every day. I know where I would know exactly where you are every day. Who you talk to? Oh, you making a phone call? Who'd you call? And that's probably what the two weeks was like from May 4th to May 22nd. Yeah. Bryce Rose was probably on them like flies on shit. Hey, man, come over to the house. Come, yeah, I'm smoking. I'm drinking. Come on, hang out. Stay all night. No, I'm going to pick y'all up from school tomorrow. Oh, yeah, you uh, you want to go? You going out? You got a date? What was, what was, what's this girl's name? What y'all talk about? Y'all didn't talk about Christopher Jones, did y'all? <laughs> I know you wouldn't talk about that, right? Right? I know you wouldn't do that, right? That's what that life was for like two weeks. Yeah. And it all culminated. Because he didn't care. It was just like, it was. Just, I don't want to be, I don't want to go to jail right now. Yeah. All the kids was like, I don't want to die. 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 So, yeah, that was the story of Bryce Rhodes and the mor- the murders of Larry Ordway, Maurice Gordon, Man. and Christopher Jones. Mm-hmm. R.I.P. to those three dudes, three, two young men and one grown man who just was minding his business. Yeah. Uh, murdered on a, uh, you know, on a corner for no reason. Uh, very sad situation. I feel like a part of me wants to say there was no person with a bounty on his head. Mm. Well, that that would put this guy in a whole different category. Of like, you think he just told him that, and he just wanted to kill somebody? And he just wanted to do some street do a, shit. Do a drive by. He just wanted to do some street shit. Show the kids about what goes down the street. I don't think there was a wow. Because you that's the a, wrong that's a theory. The wrong person. I find that hard to believe, man. I just can't. I can't grasp that. I can't. I, I get. I, I get. I get I, that. You got. You went and shot up. You did a drive out on the wrong person. I don't know about that. I, don't know. I get that. For money like, on the line, a, you killed the wrong. I don't know about that one, man. I don't know about. That's that. That's an interesting theory. I like that theory. That's a, that's definitely an interesting one. I mean, the guy's crazy. I just played that clip. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't find that's it hard I mean, to though. believe that he could just be like, "Yeah, man, I don't know a bounty. Like, I just want to take a life." <laughs> and a bounty is. To maybe to kids it sounds cool. Like, hey, we can make five grand a piece. It's money. Yeah, of course. Of course they're in. Five grand? Yeah. You at fifteen years old, I'm like, now nah, I wouldn't go to, I would yeah, I would be yeah. smart. Re- reel it in. What are you I'll saying? I'll be smart enough to go like, no, but five grand at five fifteen, grand, I'm like make you think about it. It make you think <laughs> for sure. I don't hey, so you want you just want me to drive? <laughs> you want me to drive. All right. No, but uh no, because that's wrong. Damn, five, five grand? grand. You know what I can get. And y'all just want me to drive. PlayStation, I get some new shoes to go to school. Oh, man. All like, the dumbest all all dumb thoughts. All that runs through your head for sure as a 15 year I could year kill him for like two weeks straight. Oh, oh what? All this Jordan? All, aff- all affliction? You know, I was you know I was hitting him with the... I was dressed like Chuck Liddell when I was in like ninth grade. <laughs> An affliction shirt with some, cro- with some cross jeans on, on the man. back pockets with the crosses on the back pocket. I'm like, damn! I could probably kill him for like at least three weeks straight for five thousand, but, yeah, but of course we would say no. But five grand at fifteen will make you think for sure. If anybody said that, they, that's a lie. That's what I'm saying. That Especially like I'm not saying you put the gun in my hand. I got to kill somebody, but they go, oh, I just want you. You just got to come with us. Yeah. Or you just got to drive. Or I just need you to go in the store and make sure he's in the store, and then come out and tell me he's in the store. In the store, and then I go in and kill him. It's like, so you just want me to go in and walk in the store? You give me five thousand yeah. dollars. 
Ah, oh, 15, man. Damn, the Xbox 360 just came out. Like, oh, man. I go get this Xbox straight cash and some games. And some games? Get, being able to get the Xbox and some and games some in one, <laughs> one run. Yeah. That's iconic. That's legendary. That's, Nobody that's does that. That's big. You know how many seasons of new of, of new game of new systems came out? I just got the system for two weeks. Yeah, I'm playing demos or Demo. nothing. Put music on it. Demo. Downloading CDs, burning yeah, CDs. Yeah, just, just trying no to games. find something to do. I got it. It's hitting. Got, me. It's sitting. Here. I'm gonna put it to use. I'm using it. But I don't got yeah, the 64 man. new game right now. Five bands at 15. I'm like, man. I, man. I was like, mm. but I was so terrified that my dad. I would have been like, nah, yeah, I'm good, yeah. man. I'm okay. Somebody coming and tell your dad you were involved in a drive-by shooting? Nah, that's a different level of. Trouble. I would rather stay with Mr. Rose than to go, than to go. To yes, back home. then go back home. Man, listen, what y'all need me to do? Clean this blood up? You want me to go tell? You want me to go tell my mom that I was in a drive? My mom wouldn't let me get cornrows. You think she's gonna react? How she's gonna react to me being in a drive-by shooting? My dad told me. I, I I couldn't I can get a one and that is it. I you can't get no designs, no fade. You getting a one, you getting and you want me to tell him I kill somebody? <laughs> no. But yeah, no, on a serious note though, rest in peace yeah. to those three those three gentlemen, man. Oh, Absolutely man. wrong place, wrong time. Tragic turn of events and you know, a lot of stuff could have gone better and those people would still be here today. So it's yeah. just something to think about. Before we get out of here, January fifteenth is just Days away. It is the next Monday. Yeah, when this come out, this is like when this come when like this comes out the four next days Monday. It's like four when days this away. if when you're if you're listening to this now, not on Patreon, if you're yeah. listening to this publicly, it is at least at the very least four days away. Yeah, at the most, it's four days away. On actually, it's the it's the next Monday. This episode comes out on Thursday. The next Monday, Martin Luther King Day, Fran, Alvin, yeah. Madison McGee. Zen West Cantina in Baltimore, Maryland. If you don't have your tickets, please get them. We are very close to selling out. Um, so if you are planning on coming, if you don't have tickets by now, it might be sold out while, as I'm speaking. So, you know, get a, get yourself a ticket. We would love to see you there. It's going to be a fun night, good night, interesting night, good talks, and all that good stuff. Um, thank you guys for the support. 2024, we have big plans to be better, do better, learn more, take accountability, uh, and just grow. Uh, I think 2024 is really the year of growth, and I'm looking forward to it. Um, but yeah, man, this has been another episode of Affirmative Murder. I've been Alvin Williams, joined as always by my partner in true crime, Francel Evans. We'll see you guys next week. Deuces.